This is an excerpt from Different Ways Revealing the Feminine by Seal, published in 2020. Chapter 14, The Sound of Silence, Part 1. I was standing on a very tiny precipice. The feelings of judgment may or may not have come from outside of me, but later, it existed overwhelmingly in my mind and was extremely real for me in the wake of this heightened, altered state I was returning from. I do not know to this day how I managed to get through it. Maybe I didn't. My coping mechanism during this time was to write things down. I didn't know it was a coping mechanism, of course, Writing was some place to put my feelings because there was no one there to talk to. I began filling a notebook with all these unfiltered thoughts and feelings I was having. I then got it into my head that I should share this with my friend, the DJ. The pages were filled with the loopy printing reminiscent of an eight-year-old. I sent these personal notes I wrote to my new friend. It was this act, sharing my intimate thoughts that dug into some deep, forbidden territory, because speaking up and telling secrets was some serious taboo in my family patterning. Beyond taboo, it was a capital offense punishable by death or exile. Punishment by omnipotent forces would be employed. I had triggered an unholy host of lives, locked in silence. To share private thoughts with anyone was just not done, and to share them with a stranger was beyond reprehensible. If the stranger was behind a microphone at a major media center, well, I couldn't have picked a more dangerous portal. Realizing I made a terrible mistake, I reached out to try to get my notes back. I had decided the DJ was my friend. I thought there should be a way to make some sense of it all. Some of the things I did were actually comical and all were innocent enough. I called once from the bathtub. I also, like visiting at 10 p.m. at night, did not think anything about this being odd then. There was more correspondence that involved an obsession I was having over the book the Little Prince by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, that I was compelled to share. This is an unconscious reference to my memory from a prior trauma. The real cringe-worthy inspiration came in my writing a parody on the Lone Ranger and Tonto. That was, unrecognized by me at the time, a sinister threat criticizing the silence I was receiving. If I had received that bit of thinly-veiled and extremely politically incorrect story, I would have been alarmed, too. And, of course, I was listening to the music being formatted seeking solace, which was very dangerous territory. I was losing the full impact of the emergence and returning to my three-dimensional state. It would be years before I would recall my childhood memories around the radio. The months it took to get that notebook back were shockingly terrifying, haunted as I was, 
with this purging of my personal history accompanying my every action. I'm not even sure if all that was from this lifetime or even my own life in hindsight. There was no tracking any of it. I was a maelstrom. It should be noted that along with all the unleashed kundalini energy that resonated through me at my emergence, I was able to hear a depth in music in a way that I had not heard it before. It resonated through me and around me in such a way that was so far beyond simply hearing. It had a frequency. I experienced it as a full spectrum of tone and aligned frequency with my physical body. I was comforted and engulfed and embraced by it. The waning of that ability would leave me later, and the absence left me in a state of profound grief, loss, and abandonment. I was a lost modulation. Not receiving my notebook back ended up being my threshold, where I stopped and the realities of what I had done began to envelop me as terrifying. I began to conjole and whine, and an emotional desperation overcame me. I loitered outside of the radio station in the rain like a lost orphan. I was a pathetic, abandoned thing wanting her notebook back. My damage was revealing another vulnerability. Because of the paradigm shift, I could see myself seeing myself now from a distance, and this made the shame deepen. I was evolving into someone the media center may have to issue a restraining order upon, but that was not yet a common practice at the time. I was scared and in a pain beyond words. The only words I had were in that steno book. They were held hostage in the radio and TV station. By this time, not even remembering but snippets of what I actually shared, they became monstrous intimacies in my imagination. For all I knew, they didn't even notice me outside the building. In late summer of that year, I still did not receive the notebook that I sent to him in the spring. I was in a full panic that something very bad was going to happen to me as a result of my sharing my thoughts like that. It did, but it was not what I expected or what I was prepared for. Thank you for listening. <laughs>